everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, and guess what? We're done with the book of Boba Fett, and now it's time to dive back into books. So, I'm loving the High Republic stuff, and you guys know that there's a lot of new stuff happening, so we're going to talk the Fallen Star, and with me, a very special guest, who does audiobooks like me. <laughs> you might know him from YouTube reactions on the Sith list. Oh, Raj no. Dolachahi. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm a I'm a reactor. I'm a You're driver. You're a YouTube reactor. Oh gosh. <laughs> I get gosh. I get thumbs ups. It's it's come to that, Sal, that I'm in a reactor now. I used to have a podcast, you know. It's Sal. true. I was on it. <laughs> I still do, people. I still do. I'm not yeah. How you, how you doing, buddy? Thanks not, for the invite. This is uh it's gonna be fun. It's good times, you know. I know yeah. and you I know you're like okay, like where are you at on the high republic? Like I know you you stay pretty caught up, but you like do the big ones. I you, yeah. you did into the dark too, right? Yeah, I did into the dark. I did uh obviously the fallen star and I did Light of the Jedi. So I've done the okay. big ones. Yeah. Uh the, the other one was the rising storm. Are you doing like out of the shadows? Oh. Maybe I did the Rising Storm too. I don't know. No, the Rising Storm was the second big one. Into the Dark was the like Claudia Gray young oh adult the, one. Wait, the Rising Storm was that the was that the horror one? That's kind the of? one like right before this one, basically. Yeah, I did the Rising Storm. I've yeah, done those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you doing the young adult ones as well? Or I haven't. I have okay. not done the young adult ones, but I've heard that they're great. So um, I'm not yeah, opposed yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so like into the, yeah, into the dark was Claudia Gray's like wave one, like the first Mm -hmm. one that she did. Right. And that's the one where, with the vessel crew and all that. Yes. Um, That was a great one. Yeah. I love Claudia Gray, man. Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, this book is by Claudia Gray. Yes. Hell yes. Yes. Absolutely. It is rad. And I guess this finishes out phase one trilogy of big books. Yeah. It's kind of bittersweet, you know, like I, I'm so into these books that and okay. these new characters. I'm so excited that we have Star Wars characters that you don't know anything about. You know what I mean? And they've built this lore and this mythology with this um, this, genre, this era of Jedi. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's so crazy that like we're ending this phase. So I'm, I'm hoping – I want to ask, ask you something because I'm hoping that we're going to learn more about the these characters that we just all – grown to love but i heard that there's going to be like a prequel or something or something 200 years ago or okay i'm going to get into that just real yeah. quick let me hit the business okay. check us hit out the, business. the rogue hit the business. check us out at the rogue go like our facebook page we're on instagram and tiktok at the rogue rebels trust me you guys are going to want to be on the instagram and tiktoks because we have a lot of footage that we shot in space 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 yeah space, space. you're lucky hey 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 uh, hey, Sal, Sal, you're a TikToker, by the way. <laughs> like, I saw other TikTokers there, yeah. and I was like, oh, y'all are, like, really doing TikTok, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those people are making money yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, right? uh, yeah I, mean, I, I take some pictures. I can swing a lightsaber around. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we're on Rogue Ribbles Fam at – nope. We are on Twitter at Rogue Ribbles Fam. That's how you say that. There it is. Yeah. Uh, we're available anywhere you have podcasts. Make sure you're sharing this around. Make sure you're giving us five stars if you can, wherever you're at. Spotify, iTunes, 
wherever else you can. But uh, on Spotify, we also have polls and questions and ratings. So go answer. I, I, I come up with like nice, fun, like little witty questions like um, for, for the episode. You will see, like, if you listen to this episode and the question is like, who is your favorite character? That means I didn't come up with anything witty. <laughs> uh, but anyway, go do that. Interact. It's a lot of fun when I go back through and like read it later. Uh, Araj, yes, where sir. can people find you on YouTube? YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. The Sith List. We started it about a year and a half ago and. Uh, we do not only reactions, but reviews and breakdowns. We just broke down the uh, uh, the Batman. We did a non-spoiler Batman review. A couple of our co-hosts, uh, Les Gonzalez and Randy Lejudice, uh, they got to watch the uh, movie six months ago on the Warner Brothers lot with our friend Steel Saunders, actually, mm-hmm. and Corey Van Dyke. So, uh, so I had Randy and Les give me the – before the movie came out, give me the uh, non-spoiler review and their take on it. They saw like a three-hour and 40-minute version of it. Um, and the movie's three hours, so uh, it was wow. a lot of fun. And obviously, we do. I think we're called the Sith List. We are heavy into Star Wars. We do all the live action and animated Star Wars shows, and uh, we do reactions and we try to do breakdowns and reviews of those too, and Marvel and all kinds of stuff. So that's the Sith List on YouTube. We also have had uh, we're almost at 300 episodes of our podcast, and that's called the Sith List too. And you can find that anywhere podcasts are enjoyed. So thank you. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, man, three hours and 40 minutes. That's an evening of theater, bro. Yeah, evidently they had three hours and 40 minutes without water and food. So I don't know if it was like <laughs> a deprivation kind of thing. They wanted to see if they'd still like the movie afterwards. I don't know what they were doing. Wow. Um, but they actually loved it. So that's a good sign. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I saw it last night and I loved it. So, okay. Good times. Good times. Yeah, good times. I'm not like like all into DC, but like, yeah, Batman stuff. You. I'm usually in like I mean, what's the like the Nolan movies? I really really dug, and then yeah, they were great. What was the oh uh, the Dark Knight Returns? Like that animated? Yeah, all their yeah, animated that stuff was, was phenomenal. Yeah, DC does a really much. great job with their animated movies, man. Okay, really great job. Uh, I'm checking on the poll from last week, and the question is. Would you support the First Order or the Resistance? Because it was about the Galactic Star Cruiser. And oh. with one vote, 100% of the answer is, I'm just a simple denizen trying to make my way in the galaxy. I owe my allegiance to no one. <laughs> uh, so go and vote in that thing so it can be more than me <laughs> saying, <laughs> I owe my allegiance to no one. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. Hey. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. Okay, so you were talking about Phase 2. They recently announced that Phase 2 of the High Republic is going to be 150 years before Phase 1. Right. So, I am infinitely curious. Yes, this phase ends in a way that I want to know what happens next. Right. But there are a lot of questions I have about other stuff, like... Um, like if you've been reading up on the books, like I'm very curious about this whole Dalna situation that keeps getting mm-hmm. mentioned. Right. Um, some of the characters like Porter Engel, I want to see back in their glory days. Oh yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff that they've planted that I have a feeling is going to pay off really well. 
Uh, well, and I, and I and I know that we're going to probably talk about this in a second, but the the nameless, the the, the creatures that are pretty much force eaters. Right. Um, I wonder if we're going to hear more or see more or or be described more about them. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that I'm curious about. But it's almost like I don't know. Yeah, definitely curious. But I'm I'm so like. It almost seems like nobody remembers anything about that. But then again, like in the Phantom Menace, nobody remembers anything about this. And it's right. never mentioned. So like, yeah, maybe 150 years before that, they were like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and we don't get a, well, and again, we'll probably talk about this in a second, but we didn't never get a resolution to those creatures, really. We never get um, a stoppage. So obviously they've had to stop them. Because if they're if they were available to to sheave, he would have one hundred percent used them. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Order sixty six well, would have I been mean, a, would have been a lot easier. But. It seems a lot like they're really good at fighting Jedi. If you're not a Jedi, though, because like if he uses them, then like he's force sensitive too, and they kill him. Too. You know what I mean? Right. So good that's point. not that might not good be an point. option for him. It's a great option for Martian Rowe. Who's yes, just like, that's true. Yes, this that's wrecks true. everybody, all of my enemies except me. Um, right. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but they also announced like the books for the second phase. I went over this in other show notes because I just recorded an episode on Midnight Horizon, but that's probably going to come out after you guys hear this. Okay. But I believe the big, the like, the novel novel is going to be called Convergence. And it's by Zoraida Cordova, okay, uh, who is the author of A Crash of Fate, and a few of the uh, smaller little stories in from a, a couple of from a certain point of view books. But I really oh. liked that book, uh, Crash of Fate. She did. It's one of the Galaxy's Edge books. It's just like it's a young adult book, but it's really really well done. And I don't know. I, I like her writing, so I'm really excited to see her add to this and she's it's right. gonna be it's gonna she's writing that one the middle grade novel i forgot what it's called but it's gonna be by george mann who's been doing the like myths and fables books okay and gotcha. those are really really cool so i'm curious to see what he's gonna bring and then there was one more book and it was like by justina ireland and somebody mm-hmm. and i think that's gonna be the ya book okay um, she did mission to disaster right she did Mission to Disaster, and she did Out of the Shadows. Oh, okay. And she did, what was the first one? Test of Courage. Ah. So she's done most of the, like, uh, Vernestra Rowe stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm really, like, there's new authors in the mix, and that's kind of, I'm very interested to see, like, now that we've established this era, now to see some new authors get in the mix, I'm kind of, like, excited for that. Yeah, that's what's cool about this. We have new characters and we have new authors interpreting those characters. It's not, you know, the same ones. As much as I love, and I love Claudia Gray. Right. And she's my favorite. Uh, but it's really refreshing to see all these new authors stepping in here. Do you have a favorite Claudia Gray book? Oh, it's uh, Lost Stars, 100%. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, I really like Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Oh, I love that one too. Yeah, that's that really, was a really great one. one. Yeah. yeah. Did she do... Bloodline? She did Bloodline. I love yeah, Bloodline, she did as well. Bloodline as well. Yeah. That was a great one as well. She's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh she's got a, she's got a lot of really good good stuff here. But um this one 
So I guess let's just dive into the book, like spoiler free impressions. Right. Uh, Like when you compare this one with the other like novel, like I don't, I hate saying like novel novels, like the other ones aren't real novels, but these (laughs) are the like adult books on Del Rey and the other ones like the young adult. I feel like those words don't mean anything. (laughs) Like a book's a book. Right, exactly. This, this one's a because, little Because you know bigger. what? Because Lost Star was kind of like an adult, uh, young adult. Yeah, book. exactly. And it was, I mean, I couldn't tell a difference. It, yeah, it, it's it's like, I don't know, whatever. This book, like when you compare it to Light of the Jedi and The Rising Storm, the scope, like there's all this drama going on, but they she really does an excellent job of keeping the focus on the characters. Yeah. So all the crap happening feels like, much more personal as opposed to like we're getting all these like light of the jedi does some stuff really well which is like make me care about somebody that i'm only going to see in one chapter of a book yeah (laughs) you know but this one is like the opposite like these characters that i've you know that we've come to know and grown to love over these 10 books comics and all that now like are in this situation you know what I mean? And now we're seeing, like, really from their point of view, they're, they're you know, all the, and, all the sorrow and stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think the reason that you, you're so into that is because she does a great job putting you in their point of view. And she flips yeah. back and forth really smoothly and uh, with ease. So, yeah, she's great at that. Uh, when, when I read the book – when I read – I listened to the book, obviously, mm-hmm. by Mark Thompson. Uh, by the way, he's phenomenal. And the the cool thing about the whole um, the the whole thing is, I felt like I was watching like the Poseidon Adventure. I mean, in my head, yeah. or or these disaster movies from back. You know how popular they were in the eighties and late seventies. Right, right. um, you know, or even like a Titanic. To tell you the truth, it was you yeah. knew thing was gonna something horrific was gonna happen, and you're getting the perspective of all these different characters, and you're just hoping it's not your favorites that go down. You know what I mean? We kind of got the setup early on, right? Because, like, as soon as the book was announced, it's like, it's going to be called The Fallen Star. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, immediately right. we're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Right. Um, but as soon as they started releasing, like, concept art and the book cover, mm-hmm. immediately you're like, oh, no. Like, so they set us up knowing what's going to happen. And I, like, you know, we all kind of came into the book knowing what's going to happen, but... It yeah, like you said, like the disaster, like it happens probably not even halfway through the book. Yes, and the rest of the book is them, sur- you know, like is is like they're on the ship as it's crashing. Like right. it's not. I expect. I, I don't know what I expected, but you know, like you know, like the Death Star explosion. It's like and it blew up. Like this was not like that. This was like no. it is burning and falling, and we what do we do? And it, it, this is yes. the second half of Titanic. It really yeah, is exactly. Yeah. You're totally yeah. correct. Um, I was trying to think of another disaster movie to compare it to, but I can't. Yeah, I was thinking anyway. of Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure, uh, Inferno. Remember those yeah. Inferno movies with yeah. all the hotels going down? But nah, those are all like, you know. Good times, good times. <laughs> good uh, times. Yeah. So, like, we already knew, and 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 they're releasing, like, how dare you, Lucasfilm? <laughs> they're releasing posters yeah. that are like, who will survive? Yeah. I, <laughs> no. That was awful. <laughs> that was like, awful, man. Oh, no. Everybody I like is on here. Yeah. As long as Ember didn't die. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. if they, if, I would have just been done with all this High Republic stuff if Ember would have died. You just tossed it out the window. <laughs> just oh, came like, over. 
Thanks oh, for playing. Oh, dare yeah. you. Unless it's oh, revealed dear. that Ember is like 200, because then you'll read the prequels. That's true. You'll be Very like, possible, oh, right? Okay. That's it. Like, Ember's going to show up in phase one. I, w- I wonder how Two. many Star Wars fans named their new dogs Ember. You know what I mean? That's a good question for the poll. Yeah. Or Elzar. <laughs> Elzar. They got some <laughs> cool names, right? Like, Yeah, dude. I'm down hey, with all the characters. I don't know about Bell, but Zedifar is a cool name. <laughs> yeah, Bell's like one of my – well, Elzar Man is my favorite. New character. Bell is cool too. But yeah, I, I don't know about Bell. Out of Zedifar all the High Republic cool. or just this book? Out of all the High Republic, it's got to be um, Elzar Man for me. Okay. You, you know why? It's because Elzar Man is in conflict constantly and he's trying to get better. I mean, even he didn't though he seemed knows. like he was in conflict until the Rising Storm. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, that is true. I mean, to be fair, we didn't see too much of him in, in Light of the Jedi and the other stuff, but, but he I, just I seemed like, like his own thing. Yeah, but I like how he questions. He questions yeah, the, I definitely like how that. how a Jedi is supposed to feel. I mean, obviously he's in love with with Avar Chris, and um, he, he I think he, he you know obviously wants to pursue it, and he knows he can't, mm-hmm. but he questions why can't I? You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I love about all these High Republic books is because they're giving us a different version of of how the Jedi are supposed to really live their lives. Right. Um, yeah. It's super I, uh, cool. There's a lot of the stuff in here, like particularly, obviously like this is like super cool Jedi time. And the Jedi that we're familiar with are such a like crappy Jedi time. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So like that contrast is really, really fun. Um, and Elzar is a really good example of that, but man, I don't know. I really like Orla. Orla's one of my, see if I have to choose like in this book, I don't know. Yeah, Orla's awesome, too. I might say Orla's my favorite in this book. Mm -hmm. But, like, all across the High Republic? Huh. It might be... It's. I mean, it's got, like, on brand, I have to say Buckets of Blood. But (laughs) it it might... Buckets of Blood is rad, though. It might be... uh, You probably are not... I don't know if you're familiar with this character, but there's a character in Race to Crash Point Tower... And the High Republic Adventures, and his name is Ram Jomaram. And oh, no. he's like a little, he's a Padawan, and he like, he's really good. Like, he's an, he's a mechanic, basically. Okay. He's a Jedi mechanic. He just likes working on his speeders and upgrading him and building droids and like all that kind of stuff. Um, And he like doesn't, like, he's he's at the Valo Temple, you know, when all oh. the stuff goes down on Valo. Okay. And he ends up like stepping up and like meeting other Padawans. And like going off and hanging out with them. And then the book that just came out, Midnight Horizon, it's kind of like him and Wreath from uh, Into the Dark. Oh, like okay. The, uh, yeah, I remember Wreath. The, like the, the one that wants to be a librarian and stuff. Yep. Like they're like best friends now. Ah. Oh, and okay. like it's funny because like – and he's like the younger one. So like all the Padawans, he's like even younger than them. Like I don't know. They're all 15 or 16 and he's the like 13-year-old chilling. Right. Um, Dude, he is so hilarious in Midnight Horizon. First of all, the book is called Midnight Horizon. That is so and like 80s, how dude. rad. <laughs> like, yeah, that is so 80s. What are you going to call your book? The best thing ever. <laughs> it, what, it, Midnight why, Horizon. Why are we calling it that? Is there a midnight in it? I don't know. A horizon? Was that? No, it just sounds rad. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. I guess we should just start diving into like the book, book stuff, stuff. Yeah. Um, the book kind of opens and the Nile are attacking 
like they're doing raids on a lot of places, but they're not like plundering. They're not really doing anything. They're just destroying places. And the Jedi and the Republic are sending help. Right. And as we sort of see the plan is, is like, we don't even see the full plan yet, but Marsha and Rose like, ah, ha, ha, the Jedi and the Republic, they're sending all these people very far away from starlight. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And so you're like, oh, that's bad. Right. While he's having a great time, by the way. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's huh. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marsha and Roe and Elzar can agree on one thing, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but like. Bell, we also get Bell and Indira like yeah. fighting Nile and Bell's like I wouldn't say he's like going dark side, but he's definitely like feeling a little bit of anger when he's going against the Nile. Like understandably, wow. dude, he lost well, his master. He lost Loden, yeah. Dude, the end of that book. Oof. Like it's such a heavy hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's like no setup for that at all. Like the thing I'll say about the High Republic is they go hard. And I don't know if it's like the creative freedom that they are allowed to just do whatever they want since they don't have to worry about, I don't know, a TV show or a movie or like, you know what I mean? They don't have to step around yep. 40 years of established canon to do something with a character that they want to do. Right. They go that's, that's awesome. Straight up hard. And they like the end of the Rising Stone is so fucking impactful. Like, you get su- and it's such a, uh, it's such like a one eighty, because there's a moment like when Loden reaches out and feels Bell, and Bell connects with his master, and like Loden is able to sort of like draw the energy from all the Jedi, and like, yeah, he escapes the ship, and like there's and like Bell sees his master again, and they're fighting back to back, just like the uh, old like, and yeah. then and then disaster, then hell. Yeah, it's, you know what I That's mean. A, like, that, that was a roller coaster ride, man. It, and it was so sudden, and it was uh, so like the whole chapter. You're like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever, and then like smashed into a wall. Uh, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, yeah, and, and obviously Belk is is well, he'll never be over it, but right, right, he is just uh, he's yeah, struggling. He's still feeling like kind of the effects of that. Sure, yeah. but it's interesting in the ways that it kind of takes him because it doesn't like. I don't know. He doesn't seem like. Like he's he's angry, and he's yeah, yeah, but he's not like wrathful. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not he's not he's not looking for vengeance. It seems like right. It like, seems like he's he's got a darkness in him because of it, and he can't snap out of it. it it's more like like it's like he's feeling the emotions, but like yeah. he doesn't let mm-hmm. them overtake him. Like he realizes right. he's feeling the emotions, and then he's able to like cope. In yeah, how many way. times in this in this entire phase has he teared up and stopped himself from crying? I think he's he's done that maybe yeah, a, really. a thousand times. <laughs> There's even like you know like so basically they're stopping, they're fighting the Nile and they're helping people that are under that have been like all these raids are happening. So they're going and they're helping refugees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like on the med center, and like every person that he looks at. He's like remembering his master because he's like, this is what the Nile did to my master, but like kind of yeah. worse. Right. You know? And Buryaga is like, you need a hug, bro? I got you, bro. Yeah, Buryaga is awesome. Buryaga yeah, is the best. Anything reminds him of Loden, man. He can see a rock um, <laughs> sitting there and he's like, oh, Loden. He starts tearing up. And Speaking of rocks. Speaking of rocks. Dude, the, the Geode moments in this book are like the payoff of that character is so 
so rad well done in this book and like i know like claudia gray is the creator and all that but um like obviously nobody writes geode like claudia yeah <laughs> but it cl- it's awesome. like the first book you get the geode and like you get the moments and you're like okay this is fun and this is cool and then um i don't know if you kept you probably haven't read the high republic adventures but they no. kind of they show up in the comics and oh, cool. It's so funny because there's like pirates that are attacking the ship and Geode becomes like a horror story. Like oh. they're just like, how did it get here? Like the pirates, <laughs> like it's, it's hilarious. Like that's cool. Um, he's yeah. He, Geode is awesome, man. Yeah. Like in this book, there are parts where they're like, oh no, Geode's flirting again. <laughs> oh, I know. Exactly. Oh, he, he does really well with the ladies. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like Geode's what? on the prowl. Like, right. Uh, um, but the payoff, like, I'm going to skip to the stupid payoff, dude, because Geo, they're, they're, uh, what happens? So Elzar, after the events of, of the rising storm, Elzar kind of steps out to like, you know, do some like, I don't know, like soul searching, meditating, clear your mind, you know, force retreat, you know? Right. Uh, and Stellan sends him with Orla. Which, like, right away, I was like, oh. Because, like, Stellan is the, like, by the book Jedi, and I'm the one who does all the Indian you know, Orlas, the, like, way, like, the opposite of that, you know? Yeah. Stellan is like, definitely by the book. I was like, why would you, you know, like, I, I thought it was such an odd choice. But once you, like, get, you know, they talk about it a little bit, and he's like, no, I, I you know, we may not agree, but I respect you, and I think you can teach him, because that's how he is, too. Like, And they have a history together, those yeah. two. Yeah. But it's like even their history is it's not like fraught, but you can clearly see that they like disagree about a lot of fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I really but I, I like that they uh they disagree but they're but they have that mutual respect. Yes, um, absolutely. Stel- what do you think about Stellan? I I mean, I I I, I like Stellan fine. <laughs> he's got a cool lightsaber. He's got a cool lightsaber. Uh, but That's he's definitely sure. like I, I don't like definitely the by the book Jedi are not my favorite Jedi. You yeah, know what I mean? No, like uh, yeah, I like the Qui Gon's. I like the Vosses. I like those sure. Jedi. You know, like the Elzars and well, Orla. And Orla, yeah. Those, well, those Jedi that by go... the by the by the end of this though, Stella Stellan was kind of wavering into like well loosening up. I mean, yeah. Like by the end of this, Stellan kind of finds himself. Yeah. You know, and it's. Being tragic <laughs> it is tragic man like okay and when they said who will survive like i didn't expect y'all to take like eight people like <laughs> i expected right. one or two like y'all gonna come at like four people are dead like halfway through the book and granted i barely knew one of them but and, and i remember when they came out with all the descriptions of the characters back in the day i remember they said stellan was like this most strikingly handsome jedi i was like wow we got like a pimp jedi that's rad <laughs> you know what i mean Cool. He's got a blue, awesome lightsaber, and he's handsome. Red. I want to be that guy. Uh, yeah, I love how. Yeah, and that's like repeated so many times. Like especially in this book, they're like, "Yeah, you love being on the hollows, don't you?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, you're the uh, you know ambassador of the Jedi with the Republic and everything. You know, after getting your uh, FaceTime. I wonder if he had a thing for Avar. Uh, it seems like a little yeah, bit that, like it. Like with his yeah. discussions with Elzar later, it seems like. Like, it's clear that he was jealous of their closeness. Yeah, it was definitely so, jealous of their closeness. Yeah, they're always together. Whether it was, like, romantic or it was just, 
he just always felt like the third wheel. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Poor Stellan. I mean, <laughs> he he did the best he could, man. He was the Obi Wan of the uh you know A little bit. Of the three. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. the good looking bearded guy. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's fair. Um yeah, Rose doing the attacks. So Elzar and Orla are doing like this training and she's sort of like, it's this, uh, the planet's called Lidlau or something like that. And they're uh, it, like, she's sort of teaching him like, yeah, you think you can, the force is not about control. It's about like being in harmony. You can't just bend crap to your will. You know, you have to like exist. Like, so she has him like doing handstands with the waves. Oh so that, man. You remember like, so instead of Dude. like, Fighting the waves, he has to like you know match with them or whatever. Sal, it was one of the most beautiful lines that I I don't I can't remember it exactly, but it was something to do with the ocean, comparing the force with the ocean. You can't control it, um, the way you want to control it. Yeah, you can't fight it. You can't fight it. <laughs> yeah, it is such a beautiful way of explaining it. Cause yeah, I, was, I remember listening to it in my car, and I was like, wow, what a great explanation of the force. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly what I've been trying to feel and put in words all my life. <laughs> when you, you know, when you talk to people about the Force, right. and when you're when, when you're talking to somebody that doesn't know about Star Wars, you're like, "What is that? Like crazy, like magic thing?" And you're like, "Uh, oh, I don't, you know." I but this is a that was a perfect explanation. I just love like the uh, and another of our favorite my favorite lines is. You know, like they're going through that training and she's explaining these things to him. And that's exactly what it is. He's he's been tinkering so much. And like the, the clearly like in the last book, he really bent the force to his will. And, and she's like, no, you have to you have to harmonize with the force. You have to let it move right. with you. You can't fight it. Otherwise, you're going to end up with sand up your nose, you know, like. um, And then he sort of says, like, you know, like they get to the end of the thing and he's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to stop like mess. I'm going to stop experimenting with the force. Like I do, you know? And she's like, Hey, I-, I said like, you should back off with it for a little bit, but like, not forever. Like that's, that's your, like that you're, you're an intuitive force. Like that's how you learn. You shouldn't shy away from that because you're scared. You should exactly. do that. Just do it more carefully. Yeah. You know? And he was like, well, but how will I know when I'm ready? And he's, and she says, trust yourself, stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just love how like straight up and a matter of fact she is. Yeah, she's um, she's great. Yeah, she's she's got yeah, the more I talk about her, the more I think that she might be my favorite of the era. Yeah, she's she's I I didn't realize how great she was until this thing. Yeah. And I mean even in the other uh what is it? It is Into the Dark when she's with uh it's like her and Comac and all them and they're sort of mm-hmm. talking about the things that happened and like why she kind of becomes a way seeker in the first place. Right. Is she's like, the force was trying to tell me something and the council was telling me something different. And the next time that happens, I know that I, the force is not the one that's wrong. Oh yeah. You know, because she feels like she, you know, she feels like she didn't trust her instincts because of what she was taught. Right. Or, or what the council was saying and what the rules were. So she sort of like left to exist. Like she's still a Jedi. Um, but she was just a Jedi, like more in tune with the force. And I don't think that's a thing that happened later on. Like no, by the time we get not. to the Jedi, I don't think there's way seekers anymore. No, definitely not. You know what I mean? The whole, 
Yeah, I think the whole definition of the Force in Jedi changes throughout the generations, that's for sure, and right. it gets lost. Uh, she, uh, yeah, so, so like, she ends up being like, okay, we're going to go, like, help out, or what, like, she gets a call, and they go, and that's when Elzar meets <laughs> Geode. Yeah. And he's like, she will be fine, the stone tablet. I must, like, there's not even inscriptions on it anymore. It's so old, but I can feel the Force is strong here. And she's like, you met our navigator. Uh, and that's great. More Geode moments. <laughs> Anytime we get more Geode, I mean. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Leox. This is the book where Leox goes, all right, all right, all right. Oh, he does it, dude. He <laughs> did it, and it was so rad. It was perfect. Uh, you know, Sal, we can't take Geode for granted. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no. That's true. Like, all the Geode, all, all those moments in this book are rock solid. Ah. Dad jokes about I, I put that in my review, boy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a point in this book where they're uh, – like they happen upon like as they're on their way to starlight or whatever, I think they happen upon a, uh, a Nile attack and they're sort of outnumbered and they're trying to like figure it out. And like, I think, uh, like Leox jams their transmissions by flooding all the channels with like his music yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Like, does, and that's like the does. plan. And then Elzar's like, cool, cool, cool. We got away. You can turn the music off now. And Leox is like, like just jam into whatever the music is. You think it's like a little like collective souls or like Creed or something that he's jamming? The way to? they explained it, it sounded all classical. Oh, so okay. it seemed like he was just like into some OG stuff. And they were like, Ooh. oh, like so I imagined like I imagined like the not like the cool class I imagined like the annoying classical. I imagined like uh I don't know, like uh like Flight of the Bumblebee or whatever. Like just some really like irritating stuff that you can't sleep to. Right. Flight of the Valkyries or something. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. It was good times. Leox is awesome, man. Yeah. Leox has, is also really good in this book and has some of the best dialogue. Yeah, he is really good. And, he, and, and, he, and they sacrifice – well, they don't sacrifice themselves fully, but – well, they kind of, he kind of does actually. Um, oh, he ends up using like look, OG stuff, dude. Yeah. Like at one point – when they're on the station after sort of like disaster strikes, all the like civilians are sort of like in the hangars with their ships mm -hmm. and they're kind of like kept in the dark and he's like fiddling with some stuff. And they're like, what's that? It's like, it's an old hyperspace, you know, decoder ring or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and she's like, he's like, yeah, nobody uses these anymore because you have computers and stuff that does all this, but I'm old fashioned. And he's like, but he's calculating that, like he's the first one to figure out that starlight is falling. Yeah, it's yeah. He was the first one you to know. figure out it. it's gone. Or not the first one to figure it out. Like the first one, civilian. Like they know because they have all the computers. Yeah, right. But they're not the telling them, and he's like, "This is not good." Right. <laughs> this is not all right. I'm all just right, so happy right. that I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so happy he didn't go down because you know the point of the book that you think he's gone. Yeah. You're like, come on, man. You totally thought he was gonna go down. Oh, I went. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was gone. I was so upset. Yeah, that was that was a rough one too. Okay, so we lose a lot of people in this book, man. Mm -hmm. Reginald Call is like one of the first ones to go, but we just yeah. met him, and I was okay with it. Yeah, he. Yeah, I was I, like, oh, I feel that like sucks. He, anyway. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one. I, I was <laughs> like, okay, if it's gonna be people like him, then it's all good. You know what I mean? Who will survive? He wasn't even on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so he's like a Jedi that's like, he has like a really funny, he's almost like the dad joke Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for a second. Uh, and then, you know, but what happens, okay. So, so the plan is that Roe sends these like fanatics and it's clear that like when we first met Roe and the Nile, like the tempest, like the structure, it was like the tempests runners mm-hmm. and then him. And everybody sort of answered their Tempest Runner. But after everything, it's clear that, like, now that sort of structure is just him now. Yeah, he got rid of anybody. that There's no middleman anymore. Yeah, there was, like, a lot of infighting. And, like, especially in the comics and all this kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, with the Tempest Runners, even between each other. Yes. Um, But by the time we're here, like these people are answering to the eye and it's clear that he, his ship is full of people that are loyal to him. And even he sends them away. Yeah, he sure does. Like, okay. So he sends like a a team of three people who are like saboteurs, super fanatics, like yeah, true believers. Um, and he uses that because it's a suicide mission. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that are going to head down there and blow up the, the station, but they also bring the creatures, the, the, the the, the 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 nameless or whatever you want to call them, right? Um, and that is like all the Jedi are sort of feeling like an a murkiness in the like they can't quite use the Force, like they still feel it, but it's like diminished. It's hella it's like, diminished. It's like a Force flu. Yeah, like they they they're fogging up the Force. They can't quite see. Yeah. So. You know, when Reginald Call starts to f- try to go investigate, he's turns to dust. Yeah. And, well, turns, yeah. To, I yeah. love the word husk. Isn't like yeah. that word? That yeah. word is so freaky. It is. Husk. Yeah. Ugh. And they keep husk. calling that. They're, they're like, yeah, he's been husked. He's been husked. Oh, like, I don't it becomes like that. a verb. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> Husker do. <laughs> no. <laughs> no more. Uh, Stella and Navar have some words because she comes back on her ship after because she's been out like she's supposed to be the marshal of Starlight Beacon and all that. Yeah, she's gone. But between the Drenjir, like if you've been keeping on the comics, uh, keeping up with the comics, you know exactly what's going on because she's been heading out to fight the Drenjir. She's tracking down the Tempest Runners, Lorna D, like what she believes to be the Eye of the Nile. Which all of them believe. You yeah, know, that exactly. was such a great little little duke from uh from Marshawn Rowe. Send her out, mm-hmm. have everybody follow her, and then bam. And uh so she left she I mean, for all intents and purposes, she kinda did uh abandon Starlight Beacon, but mm-hmm. Stellan takes over and he's like, Yeah, well you left like and she's like, Uh wait, what? Like and he's like, Yeah, I am the marshal now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like I was doing stuff, bro. Like what? <laughs> so they sort of like have a disagreement. And for a minute, when things are getting really, really bad, um, he feels really guilty about that. Like he's like, dude, the last, t-, like we were fighting about some stupid stuff. Like, but it was also, I think it has a lot to do with the, uh, the Crete, like they're, they're sort of like, you know, infecting the force or whatever. So like his emotions are taking him over more than usual. Sure. So he yeah. was getting like hella short with her when he didn't even mean to, but for a lot of the book, he feels really guilty about, he's like, I, I should have, I don't know why I just got all in my head about it. 
and and sometimes you forget when they're when they're arguing a little bit at, during those scenes. Yeah. During those those chapters, you forget that it's it's because of the nameless. Yeah. And <laughs> you like know, they all like everybody's feeling it, but it's not till they start like I can't remember who starts, but once like they start talking about it, they're like, "Oh, you feel it too," and like that's when it snaps that like yep. there's something wrong because they just think that they're you know oh well we've been fighting Nile I'm tired <laughs> I probably just need a nap. Well, what's his Stellan wasn't sleeping either. Remember? He oh, that's like, right. He was having nightmares. Remember? He was having nightmares for days. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's really, really well done, and I am. Mm-hmm. Super intrigued by these creatures slash. Yeah, I am too, man. I I, I want to know more about them. Are. I want to know what happened to them. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, I just want to see how how can a Jedi fight them? Like, how do we get there? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It almost looks like they can't even come in proximity to them. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the most intriguing thing is in how what is the end game with them? Right. What's well, their kryptonite? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I mean, they are the kryptonite, uh, kind they're, of. Yeah, they're the you know yeah. I mean? Good, good point. Good point. Yeah, they're they're the Jedi's kryptonite. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm yeah, like I said, man, I'm really curious to see how do you, but like we're all like, the rising storm is the first time we see one, right? And there's a whole series of comics right now that are that's uh what is it called? Trail of Shadows, which is super super rad, and they're trying to figure it out. And it's clear, like, they know very, very little. And now by the time we get to this, they're figuring out a little bit more. Um, but, like, they're still in the dark so much about what's happening. Um, so I'm just really, really curious to see about where it goes. And even once they figure it out, like, okay, look, we figured out it's these things that, like, we can't be close to. Okay, now what? What do you do? Yeah, what the, what in the world do you do? They're not yeah. raptors, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Bell made that mistake. Yeah, exactly. Bell found the raptors. Don't worry. Yeah, he's, he's got it under control. Uh, <laughs> there is this jerk, like when the uh, vessel lands, uh, Leox is no longer cool, and there's like just this guy that's like just such a scumbag, and his name's Coley Lynn, and. You know, he, he back in the day, he worked with Leox at the Bind Guild and like, you know, Leox sort of like he was like steel. He was doing shady stuff and Leox like brought that to light. And so the other dude kind of lost his job and has held a grudge against him ever since. Right. Oh, um, that yeah, that guy was awful. Yeah, dude. You know what, though? I feel like like in the audiobook. Like he's such a scumbag because the performance is so good. Like, but the, the performance is like we are like he's instant scumbag, right? Because these like right. like Mark Thompson does like, well, I'm like this kind of guy. Like, so you <laughs> already hate him, right? Yeah, instantly. But, but like, if you read the book, I think, like, I feel like he's a little bit more of like a smooth scumbag because he he like he, he convinced people to join him and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like he Absolutely. was a, he wasn't like he was a little more like slimy. Like I don't know. I might th- like he he might have been like like Bill Paxton in True Lies. Oh, I, yeah. Like yeah, that's kind of how I think I Yeah, I, I did him. I did notice I did feel that. Like why why is everybody going with him or or agreeing to go with yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. Um but like yeah, he's like basically towards the end of the book, he ends up like coming up with this plan and like they're just going to blow cuz like they're kind of all trapped on the ship. 
They don't know what to do. Uh, everything's like shutting down. So they can't even get like the bay doors open. And the thing is like, they're trying to find a way to do it safely. Cause like if they open the bay doors, like ships are going to get sucked out and people are going to get hurt and not everybody's ship is working. A lot of people are going to die. And so the Jedi are like, we're going to figure it out. And he is like, look like there, you know, we need to do this on our own. Like, let's just blow a hole in the side of the ship and whoever gets sucked out, gets sucked out. And then we can take off like, right. And he, and they end up like taking over the ship or the docking bay. And like, he takes a hostage and like pulls a gun out and geode swoops in. And he's like, all right, this is the geode moment of the entire book of the entire geode history. (laughs) And geodes like facing off with him at one point. Like, and I think earlier in the book, like geode comes out and like the entire uh docking bay is magnetized so like somebody lets a shot off and it's like bouncing oh, yes. everywhere yes and geode like boom like the thing hits geode and they're like geode just like stood there and took the shot like and yeah he, he like, sacrificed a little bit of dust just came off you know like nothing like a champ and they're like yeah dude like no nah, it doesn't even hurt him it's fine and also like he can like be magnetized if he wants like you know it's just like like holding your breath for them, for Avintian. Yeah, um, that, you know, and and the only way they could have got out of the situation was Geode. Yeah, that exactly. thing that thing was bouncing; it wasn't stopping. It was ricocheting forever. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. until it hit, until it hit yeah. somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, like, the guy pulls a gun, and Geode's like standing there, and he's like, "That's it. I've had enough of you." And he shoots Geode, but Geode magnetizes himself and reflects the shot, <laughs> and it's so dope. It's awesome. And they're like, the last thing he saw was Geode standing there standing over, him, over him, looking just like a tombstone. <laughs> it's so great. I was like, yo, if the entire, if Geode was invented for this moment, like, that would be worth it. Yeah, dude. I, Ge- I, I'm so surprised that they've developed a character and made us feel like we do about a rock. You know what I mean? I, I love well, it. Well like, done. And I love just, I just love how, I love how far, how much and how fun they're, they're able to get out of this character. And like I said, it's not just Claudia Gray, dude. I told like in that Daniel Hazelder does that comic. And like I said, it's like Geode is the horror story of the ship. Like the pirate, (laughs) like it's hilarious. Um, That's so cool. Because then there's art of these people like screaming at the rock. Oh God. I got to check that out. It's good times. Um, I know, like, we talked a little bit about some of the voice performances, and, like, Mark Thompson does the, the audiobook, and yeah. you and I, normally when I talk to people, they're, you know, some, most of the people read the books, but I do the audiobooks, too. Yeah, um, me too. Like, I've, I've said before, dude, I love the Martian Rowe Ro voice. Ugh. Like, it is rad. He's so good. Um, Mark Thompson's so good. And, yeah. and how difficult it is for, I mean, these books have so many different characters, Right, right. You know, and to flip back and forth and, and to, to give us what they sound like. I mean, for the other ones, I mean, these characters that we know and love for years. And so he's pretty much imitating what we already know and love. And now you're putting right. – now when I – if we ever see a Martian Row um, uh, in animation or in live action, I'm going to be thinking of that mm-hmm. performance. You know what I mean? Kind of like I do for uh, Thrawn. I mean, I know Thrawn – before, because I, I listened to those audiobooks, I, I that Mark Thompson is my Thrawn, which is crazy. 
I mean, he's doing the rebel's voice anyway. <laughs> he's doing the Lars Mikkelsen. He's doing he's doing the rebel's voice anyways. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, yeah that works. Uh, but yeah, if, if we do see Martian Row, he better sound like this. Because <laughs> that yeah, would be cool. In, in his breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Martian Row is in the book, but he's not like, like most of the book, he's kind of just sitting back and like watching everything unfold, right? Mm-hmm. So and like, having sex and having sex. Oh yeah, yeah, with his senator. Yes. With Gira Staros. And he's like, he's like over it afterwards. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill her if I really want. You know, I should kill her, but I'm not going to. <laughs> he's like the bad guy in Desperado. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> he, uh, what's the, uh, no, dude, and like he, so he's like, he's gotten everybody off of his ship, and he's like planted droids. So on the what's his ship? The I no the the um the oh it's a cool name too. Yeah, it is. It's red. I forgot it. Well, anyway, on his ship, it's only droids now, and like a couple of his like he has one assistant. I forgot her name. Um, and Gira Staros shows up. So Very Gira loyal. Staros is the senator that's in his pocket, mm-hmm. and pants, and pants. Yes. Um, and then she realizes she gets a conscience afterwards. Yeah, yeah, she's not she's not <laughs> built for the the dirty work. No. Um, but she's also like you. I don't know. Like you, I don't know if you read the young reader books, but like Avon Staros is her daughter, who is like like has been a, a Nile attacked and stuff like that, um, a couple of times. Oh. In fact. There is a book that I'm pretty sure, like, the publishing got moved around and Mission to Disaster was supposed to come out the same day as, as Fallen Star. But because of all those, like, weird delays, like, they released the ebook and then, like, this past Tuesday, the print book finally came out. Um, oh, okay. But I just, like, I'm not done with I I'm, like, halfway through it. And I'm realizing that, like, oh, this was, I was supposed to read this first. Oh, like God. that was supposed to happen first, and then it was going to lead into this book, and then what's the other one? The uh, uh, Midnight Horizon. Like There's that, that puts again. a bow on Phase One. I feel okay. Um, in a really, really interesting way. The Midnight Horizon is almost as good of a name as the Gaze Electric. There That's the, it the, is. There it is. The Gaze Electric sounds like Get an eighty. An 80s new wave band. You know what I mean? Gaze Electric is rad. Okay. Like I yeah. saw Gaze Electric open up for uh-huh. Depeche Mode no. back in. Yeah. I remember being impressed when I saw him at Chain Reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's that like <laughs> that like uh, Midnight Horizon is like, okay, I see you. Those are the two best names ever. Yeah, no, those are good. Um, so as the like the the the, the fanatics that Martian Rose sent are getting there and doing their plan or whatever, they kind of disguise themselves as mechanics. So they're able to sneak the bombs around and put them where they need to get and hack into the systems or whatever. But they see that caught on prison and they have a uh, Chansey and Nan from who were like kind of on the run and the Republic mm-hmm. caught them somewhere. And so they're they're kind of like, well, you know, if we free him, maybe they can help us, you know. And they're like, well, at least, or at least we can just free him and like some extra Nile to be like, ha ha. Um, <laughs> so they decide to kind of free him, 
But when Chansey and Nan figure out that the mission is a suicide mission, they're kind of like, oh, hell no. <laughs> they're like, nope. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you want to help? Help you do what? Thanks for saving us. Oh, hell yeah. no. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they were not about it. Yeah. So that was really, really interesting to me. And Nan's... Uh, see, like, I'm a little bit curious to see where Nan's character goes from here. Because... Uh, yeah, she... Yeah. Uh, well... The other one, was it Chelsea and Nan? Chansey. Chansey. Chansey, uh, Avar kills her, correct? No, uh, Stellan. Oh, no, Elzar. Elzar. I'm sorry, Avar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elzar kills her, and he freaks out because it's the only way that she could. And, and she could have helped, actually, right? Well, she, she was have... helping. She was helping, yeah. Like, she was oh, doing man. it. And he Not just good. rocks up, and he's like, Niles! And he, like, bisects her. Yeah. And they're like, what? And Nan is like, she was fixing the ship, you idiot. Like, and he's like, oops. And he's like, what have I done? Oh, no. This is bad. This is real bad. Yeah, yeah. And then Stellan shows up. And like, okay. So like now we're skipping ahead. But like. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. okay, okay, okay. So they, they, they explode the, sh- the, the, the beacon. They explode Starlight Beacon. They split mm-hmm. it in half, basically. Split it in half. Yeah. Top, bottom. So top and bottom. And they're both falling to the surface. Um, and most of the characters that we know are on the bottom. So yes. like Stella, like everybody's on the bottom half, but no, that's not correct. Uh, like the med tower stays connected to the bottom half because that's where Bell and Buriaga are, and they kind of go back and forth to the hangar. And yes, all that. that's right. Um, and Bell stays with that that side yeah. the entire time. So well, Bell is trying to save the med center because earlier in the book, when they're all feeling the darkness and they start investigating the people getting husked, mm-hmm. Indira. His new master yeah. tries to, like, she goes out to investigate, and she doesn't quite get husked, but she ends up in a coma. Yes. So she's in the med center, and he's like, I couldn't save my other master, and he's trying to protect her. And so when the sh- when the, the beacon's destroyed, he's trying to do whatever he can to protect her, and he stays with her, and he's like, how do we, like, what are we going to do? And he and Buriaga come up with a plan that they, like, they sort of separate the med center from the rest like they 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 like blow up their little parts so that it falls off of the bottom and it like stays in orbit Mm -hmm. and is not uh falling to the surface so like they succeed kind of but they find rathtars and (laughs) they lose buriaga yeah which i was not prepared for and we don't know though really if he's lost correct okay there's nobody nobody there's no, there's no husk. No. No hairy husk. It no would have been a hairy husk. husk. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the same thing. Dude. It's all dust. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah. I just no. wanted to say hairy husk. I know. You, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard your podcast, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that one was like really fast and a surprise. Okay. So like Regal Cole is the first one gone. And then they're like, oh no, like what's going on? And then they send out like. Like, that's when they start investigating, that's when we lose Orla. Yes. And, like, they kind of go, like, Orla brings back, I think Orla brings back Indira. And Mm. then she kind of is like, Mm -hmm. look, if we don't figure this out, like, we're going to need the force to save all these people. If we can't take care of this problem and figure out what's happening, we're not going to be able to save everybody else. So she goes back, and that's when she gets husked. Yeah. And that sucks. That does suck. Man. 
I don't think she's 150 either. I don't know if we're going to see her in phase two. Yeah, I don't think she was that old, man. I don't know how long Umbarans live. I hope so. But we'll see. Um, how long do Twi'leks live? Are we going to see Loden in that? I don't think so. Yeah. But I don't know either. So, Ugh. you know. I like I, I feel like I like I assume every humanoid has the same lifespan as a human. <laughs> but clearly that's not true cuz Hondo's been rocking around in Galaxy's Edge for like 100 that's, years. That is true. <laughs> you know, so who knows. Um Yeah, so the the top and bottom separate and at one point like they can feel what's like I think Stellan is able to like look out the window and see the top half entering the atmosphere cuz the it's going in faster mm-hmm. and like he can feel the force that like the Jedi on board, like uh, Estella Maru and all them are trying to like, they're trying to like hold it together while it falls. And then he can feel that like they lose it and the whole, it explodes and burns it, up in the atmosphere. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. And so that's like a, like, Oh, nobody from the top half made it. Yeah. They are all gone. You know, but we, but we're following, like, all the characters in this book are, like, all on the bottom half, and we're following them. Um, yeah. I forgot to mention Stellan's new droid. Um, what'd you think? Oh, uh, yeah. That, I forgot that, that guy, the that name. droid's great. Yeah. He, the droid had a great voice, I'll tell you that much. Yep. Had a great voice. And uh, when we get to it, it had some emotion to it, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I totally forgot that the droid has yeah. a payoff. Yeah. Um, so Stellan, like earlier, way early in the book, Stellan, you know, he's like, I'm your new droid helper. I will like catalog and organize every aspect of your life. And he's like, I don't have a droid. I'm a gift from Elzar. And yeah. he's like, this fool. <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> gift. That was funny. You know, and then he's like, he's just trying to give the droid like tasks to do so he won't bother him and stuff. But the yeah, droid ends up like helping them along throughout the adventure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He became very helpful. Yeah. 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 But, like, you know, as the thing goes down, Stellan... So, when Elzar goes to the... Like, basically, the whole ship is kind of destroyed. There's, like, uh, the, the station is getting destroyed. There's nothing really they can do. But when the top and bottom half separate, they're kind of like, if we can get to the maneuvering... The bottom... We're on the bottom. The bottom has the maneuvering thrusters. They're only operating at 30% or something, but... With the whole that could that won't do anything when it was together, but now that we're only half of a station, it can hold us long enough for help or whatever. So they're like going through this radiation, like in radiation suits down to the bottom to try to um, manually operate the the thrusters. And that's when Elzar gets there and is like, Look, it's Nile! And he kills this girl who's like, I was fixing it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was, yeah. And Nan is like, she was fixing it and runs off. And then Stellan shows up because he's like, oh, no, my friend needs my help. And he seems really pissed. <laughs> and he goes down there and he's like, oh, no, like, what did I do? Like, she was fixing the ship. She like and they like Nan and Chansey got there to st- and they they killed the other Nile. Like the other Nile were down there to stop any but like to sabotage the the, mm-hmm. the station or whatever. Yeah. Um, to make sure that nobody could save it. So they killed them so that they could save the station. They were only saving themselves, but they were still saving the station. Yeah. Then Elzar rocks up and is like, Niall! And like smokes (laughs) this girl. Um, 
yeah, so that was really weird and rough, and I was like, what? Like, yeah, oh, that sucks. Like, now he's going to sort of, like, second-guess himself. Well, again, it was probably because of the nameless in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They pat like, there was, it's clear, like, they passed, like, the proximity yep. and all that. And he's, like, still kind of recovering from it because exactly. he's, yeah. But Stellan shows up a second after, and Stellan is like, okay, no, no, no. I will handle this. You go. You got to get the people off. And they go, and they're able to, like, uh, this is when Leox is able to use the manual controls to open mm-hmm. the hangar doors so that the survivors can get, like, they already sort of, like, came up with a plan to power up uh, some of the escape pods that were sabotaged. So a lot of the ship survivors uh, were able to get off the, the bottom and take off in escape pods. Right. But the, there were some of the people that, like, didn't want to leave their ship. You know, the people that were real close and the crew of the vessel was no different. But Leox is like, hey, I'm going to get the thing open. And some of the people like who are with their ship are able to get off as well. And that's when Leox gets sucked out. Because like by now they're in atmosphere. They're like yes. falling on the planet. Yeah. They're, and he they're gets going sucked down. out there and they're like, no, you know. Yeah, I thought and we lost them. Yeah, yeah, us are like, no. That fool had a parachute. It was a oh no, oh no, oh no moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like his the reveal is like they're sitting, they're all sitting there. They're like, oh my god, this is like I'm so like you know we barely survived, but we lost Leox, and they're like looking out on the ocean, and then he's like, what are y'all looking at? It, <laughs> yeah, that was re- rad. It reminded me so much of like remember uh, the Last Crusade, where they're yeah. all looking off the cliff, yes. and he's yeah. like looking off the cliff with them for like five yeah, minutes. He's right behind him. <laughs> yeah, that's that exactly was, what I thought. It's a great Leox moment too. Yeah. And he's like, and they're like, well, how did you? And he's like, oh, no, this, it's called a parachute. You know, nobody uses them anymore with, you know, escape hatches and da, 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 and jetpacks. Right. You know? That's but, so cool. That's something so primitive, you know. Yeah. Saved yeah. his life. But I'm old fashioned, you know. So I love so that cool. that comes back. Um, it's great. It's perfect. It's such a Leox thing. <laughs> um, Stellan stays to maneuver the thrusters. And this is like Stellan's Captain America moment, right? It's exactly that moment. He is steering the ship away because, like, it's going to fall on the city on the beach of Iram. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he has to stay there to hold the control. The, the droid is with him, but the droid isn't strong enough to hold the control. You know, it's just a protocol droid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I steer into the ocean, it won't, it won't kill people. It won't smash into the city and I'll save the people. And Elzar gets off the ship. Avar gets, you know, everybody's sort of there on the side. And the droid shows up in an escape pod. And he gives them the lightsaber. And they're like, oh, he knew. He knew oh, he that was, was a rough moment, He knew man. he was going out. And he gave yeah. us the lightsaber. Yeah. You know. And Elzar is like, he had to stay because I killed the girl who was, fi- like, because of yeah. my stupidity. Like, because of my impulsiveness. Like, we lost the greatest Jedi. Yeah, and you his know, best friend. Yeah, and my and our pole star. They, and they our were pole star. They were a is. constellation, and they called yep. him the pole star. You know. Um. So that was rough too, and that's like the last big one. Yeah, that was that was a major yeah. one. I was um, surprised that they didn't talk about how I thought Martian Run was going to be so upset that that got switched over into the ocean that the trajectory went to the ocean and not 
on top, but it, it, it didn't seem that way. It seemed like he thought it was a hundred percent success, which I it mean, was yeah. for him. But. Well, but I mean, his still thing was like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, they're still destroyed and the, everybody has seen that the, the yeah. Republic can't even protect themselves. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, as long as there was like a lot of death and there was, <laughs> there sure was, you know, yeah. and more importantly, he brought down the great work, you know, the great work of the Republic, the right? beacon. The beacon of light. You know? And then, so that's when we get his message. So the, the, the ending of the book is Martian Rowe, like, announcing, like, I am the eye, and we can do whatever we want, and the Republic can't protect you, the Jedi can't protect you, you know, we are the true masters of the Outer Rim or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, he's like, I did this. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I am your leader. It was me. Okay. <laughs> Crazy guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But, like, it's a really cool announcement. But now what are you going right. to do, sir? But, so, like, he's been making moves. That, uh, like, the Nile has changed dramatically. He has an army of droids. Maybe. He's got a yeah. ship full of droids, if not he's an army. He's got a ship full of droids, and, and sure. the main, main reason is because he can't trust anybody. Yeah, dude. He's being, like, very, like, Mr. Burns paranoid. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I'm very curious to see where we're going from here. Well, are we going to see where we're going from here? I mean, in another year and a half, probably. Yeah, right. But, like, I still like going back to the beginning. I like, you know, this is, uh, that that phase two, that is such a George Lucas thing, dude. It is. That's rad. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't mind it. I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah. I, I just uh, want to see Porter Ingle wreck shop. Yeah, that would be cool. And That's... obviously Yoda. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, I'll get into that in another podcast. But Yoda has been missing for a lot of this He's teaching some Padawans, huh? Well, that's the comics he's in, and then he disappears very oh. early in the series. Like, we know, if you read the comics, you know why he disappears. Okay. But, you know, we're we're ten books in, you know, when's he coming right. back? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? They talk like, about him. All they the talk time. about him, they and they're talk like, about nobody's him. seen him. Yeah. Ain't nobody seen that guy. Wish Yoda was here. Yep. Yoda would know what to do. Wonder <laughs> where that guy is. So, I don't know. This is a, this is, I'm, I'm loving this whole era. I, this is Me my too. favorite, this is my favorite thing happening in Star Wars at the moment. Like, I'm just loving the freshness of it. And I'm loving the, uh, just how wide they're swinging with these stories. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, if, like I said, I don't know if it's just that they have wonderful authors planning things or if it's like just that they have the creative freedom to do whatever they want, you know, but whatever the answer is, do that because it's working. I think um, it's a perfect storm of both, you know, the storm is perfect. It's right. <laughs> the gaze electric. I love storms. They're my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's uh, a comic right now called The Eye of the Storm, and it's like his origin story. Oh, See, I, gotta, I guess they're getting into those. Dude, the first issue is already out, and it's pretty rad. The second issue is coming soon, but the first issue is pretty rad. 
He's a trip. Uh, I really like. He's yeah. he's a really interesting character. Yeah, man. I, it's it's like I said before. We've talked about this. Like when we talked about Thrawn and stuff. It's. I feel like it is difficult to come up with an enemy to fight a Jedi that's not just a a, a bad Jedi. You know what I mean? It's not just a somebody mm-hmm. else with a lightsaber and the Force. Um, so like Thrawn is sort of the original of that, right? Thrawn is somebody who can fight a Jedi with his head, with you know, with new tactics, and you know, like mm-hmm. in a way that they're not expecting. I also thought the Nile and the Drengir have tactics that are very effective against Jedi, and right. this guy clearly has anti-Jedi weapons. <laughs> he sure um, does. But yeah, I'm just like I. I there's so much more like it's clear like now 15 books in that this dude has a personal stake against the Jedi. And I hope maybe we're going to find out like what some of the origins of that. something happened, man. But I, I I am really curious about his story. And like I said, the comic sheds a little bit of light on his people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We'll probably talk about in the future rogue rebels episodes. But like, yeah, you 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 might want to check out that comic series for sure. It's kind of rad. Yeah, I definitely will. And if I saw the cover the other day, I was at a comic shop. I was like, oh man, this I should get it, and I didn't get it like yeah. an idiot. But good times, good times. I mean, I don't know. Do you have any theories or ideas or wishes? Like, what do you want to see in the future, next, or in the past, or whatever, dude? Yeah, if if we get a story with these characters in the future, I, I definitely want to see. I want to see where where the Nile goes uh, from here. I know they start like you said they started off being a bunch of pirate druggies that listen to like Front Two Four Two and Nine Inch Nails uh, <laughs> industrial music while they're while they're partying, which is totally cool. I got no problems with Play that. Play Blue Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blue Monday. Yeah, the Prodigy version. Uh huh. Yeah, or whatever it was. Orgy. 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 Yeah. Um, but I they're very interesting to me because. They're just a bunch of regular people from different areas of life and different species that come together to just rape and pillage and do horrible things. And their motivation is there was just to uh, conquer, kind of like kind of like the Vikings back in the day. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but so it's I also, like this. It's yeah. also clear, like especially in the first books, you can see that they sort of like revel in their spoils. Yes. You know, like they're having yes. parties and they're like... Just like know, the Vikings like, used to. But yeah, right? now... They like, go pillage and party. Yeah. And like we're at this point now where they're... Like it, the Jedi keep saying they're on the run. It don't look like they're on the run that much. No. But they're no, no longer like pillaging. Like they're just destroying stuff. Are they even partying anymore? I haven't seen any Nile parties in a minute. That's what I'm saying. You I'm know saying what I mean? Now, like, now that he took over and it's his deal, it's all business now. It's like yeah. we're we're gonna take over. We're gonna run the outer rim, and we're not screwing around anymore. Yeah, you I wonder what, I mean? what like, you know, like I I I'm very curious to see like the effect that has on membership, and I guess we're starting to we're seeing what he wants, and that's why he's bringing droids in here because he's like loyalty one hundred percent. Right. You know what I mean? Of, with right. All because the infighting I mean, and greed and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And because majority, I would imagine majority of the people that were in the Nile aren't about sacrificing themselves and dying. They're about. Right. Right. They'll cut and take, run. T- yeah. Cut and run. Take over and and make as much money and eat as much food and do as much drugs and party as much as I can while we run the show here. So once he comes in and says, no, 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 it's just none of that's happening anymore. Then they're out. <laughs> 
Right, yeah. Like, in the first book, it's kind of a big deal when he starts, like, limiting the raids, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he was upset. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the Tempest Runners were upset. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and they turned on him. Yeah. And, like, you've been, but now we're seeing him, like, isolated. So I'm really curious to see about the Nile in the future. Mm-hmm. What happens to the actual, like, membership? Like, we've already seen a few, like, Nan and, well, no longer Chansey, but Nan's on the run. Uh, yeah, Nan's on the run. I do. I would like to see the, our favorite, like my favorite characters, and see how they play out. Like Bell and Elzar and Avar. Does Avar and Elzar are is their relationship going to get? Is is it going to be romantic? Um, and obviously, they have emotions for themselves. I mean, right. they have the feelings right. for themselves. Um, so will will they do that? Even though they're not supposed to, and because I. I what I felt was like it was leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, I mean, even those characters themselves, like Elzar obviously has had a weird step in the wrong. He feels, you know, feels a lot of guilt for the, in this book in particular. Yes. But Avar, like uh, she's a major character in the comics and she's like reached a breaking point as well. Okay. Like she's abandoned, like she's all in on this mission. And I don't want to say it's like revenge, or wrath or anything like that, but she is like, she is trying to put a stop to this. Um, right. So it's changed her as well. You know, it's a little bit similar to like, I mean, I don't want to, yeah, but it is like the Clone Wars. Like you have these peacetime Jedi who are all of a sudden at war mm-hmm. and some of them are taking to it, you know? Oh, exactly. Um, I, I love, I love Avar. Uh, her character, uh, she wasn't in this one a lot, but right. The, the previous books, I mean, her connection with the force and the connection with the other Jedis and the things that she, the way that she can sense melodies, yeah. beats and, and, and rhythms. Uh, uh, it's just so cool. Yeah. It's just really cool. Yeah. There, there's, uh, I just love like that, that sort of um, variety in the ways the Jedi connect to the force and like yes. the description of that. Like, yes. You know, and so they all, great. like Elzar is the ocean and uh, yeah. Bell is fire. And Buryaga is a leaf on the tree of the force and, and like, exactly, you know, uh, and, and we didn't mention that bell leaves and goes to find Buryaga. That's, that's his main goal. Yeah. And he's basically like, I'm not going to give up on him. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I didn't, you know, my master was out there and I didn't look for him. Like I should have been there. So I'm not going to give up my head. Like I'm t- <laughs> he's us now. Like until I see a body, <laughs> Yeah, like Buryak yeah. is fine, which is cool. Um, which I is a good way really to go cool into Star Wars at the very least. Yes, that's you right. Know? Like Obi Wan should have followed Maul down there and been like, "You sure you're dead?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he did cut him in half. Yeah, you know? was, he didn't see the body, man. He, didn't <laughs> yeah, see the body. he, he had to watch the life fall out of him. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Luke and Vader. They didn't. Yeah, they, yeah, didn't yeah. they didn't see Sheev down there. Mm. You can't throw people off of stuff in Star Wars. No, you cannot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm very curious about this next phase. And I think, like, whatever we get out of this, I think is going to, like, illuminate whatever. We're like, when we get back, like, when phase three comes and we're back on what happens next, I think we're going to have a lot more knowledge about things like, you know, maybe the nameless. And yeah, that's true. Some of that's these fair. characters. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it, 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 it'll, it'll be more meaningful. Yeah. Or, or like, well, maybe not even that. We just might have a better understanding. Understanding and knowledge of it, yeah. You know? Gotcha. Uh, like I said, Midnight Horizon, like, puts a real kind of point to the end of that 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 seems to indicate that that's my is a strong possibility right. um, so yeah can we make shirts like old 80s style shirts like we saw in, in like midnight horizon and then opening act gaze electric and have like tour dates on the back oh, and it'll be all bad, the planets that would yeah. be cool right i think we need to do that yeah no you do it i'll buy it all right cool i'm in i'm in i'm so cool. in and, the first, you know, they'll take it down after three days, but uh, yeah, at least the three days you'll get to buy it. Just tell me when the first day is so I can get it before it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I've done with all my shirts, man. And go. And go, yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. Uh, yeah, man, I am, I'm like half a book behind because I'm, I'm still finishing Mission to Disaster, but it's like the smallest one, so we're good. <laughs> Be done by tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the comics are still really, really doing well. They just ended the High Republic Adventures run. And okay. that was like, a, what do you call it? The IDW series. I'm hoping they do another, like I, I'm hoping it continues when phase two starts or whatever, even if it's going to be on Dark Horse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they change publishers. Um, but the, the comic is so good, dude. Like it, it's a lot of the Padawans, even the Padawans like so far have come so far. You know, Bell, where Bell is now, Wreath. Like, I've been wow. reading a lot of the younger readers, Vernestra. Like, right. So, this is, it's placed timeline wise. When? Uh, like, the, the kind of comics happen concurrently with the books. Okay. So, like, you know, like, kind of the first five issues will match up with, the, like, the first phase of books. And then, like, the next, you know, two or three issues will lead up to the next books that release. And then, like so they've done a pretty good job about timing this stuff out um because everything's sort of been uh hitting the mark pretty close in fact like right before the fallen star came out like the the issue of the comics ends with them like going to starlight and they get there and starlight's on fire and they're like oh no oh that's crazy (laughs) okay that's how pretty solid um this is timed uh, the, even the the conversation with Avar, like, remember where where he's like, "Well, I'm the marshal now." Like, you left. You remember yeah. that part? Yeah, like, that's in the comic. In the comic, oh, okay. like, it's her side. You know, she's on the ship because the comics they follow. Uh, she's in the comics quite a bit uh, in the in the main Marvel series. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, you're following her on her adventures and and her uh, missions and all that. Got it. Got it. Yeah, but I gotta yeah. get those. It's good times, man. There, there's there's a lot. There's like, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. Follow as much of it as you want. I follow everything because it's all awesome. The There's another series called Trail of Shadows. And I think I'm going to talk about that one real soon because it's like a mystery. Like, and they're basically trying to figure out what happened to Loden. Oh. So they send like an investigator and a Jedi investigator guy. And they're trying to like put the pieces like nobody can sort of agree on exactly what they saw. There's not really a lot of evidence. And so they're trying to figure it out. Um, So that's that's a really cool series. Yeah. That's interesting. You know? Um, And that just finished. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, It's good times. It's good time to be. Yeah, I I heavily. It would. I mean, 
I, people need to if you're a Star Wars fan and you're into the Force and the Jedi and those that whole mythology, 100% you should be reading or listening or getting looking at these comics and reading these comics. It's this phase has been phenomenal. Yeah, like you said, this has been my jam, man. This is this yeah, is man. Super it's really solid. cool. I'm, I'm impressed with it, and I didn't think I was going to be this into it after I read the first book. And I think like we were just talking, like even the book we just talked about, oh, so many characters. Like, it might seem overwhelming at first, but, like, there are so many characters, like, in each kind of, you know, like, the more you read, the more you'll know. But if you only read one or two books, like, each book has a main character, usually. So right. you can sort of pick the stuff and focus on, on your favorites. And there are so many characters that you can probably find, like, whoever you are, you'll probably have a favorite. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And in the first book, it it's a little, I mean, it's tough to get through the first couple of chapters because there's so many different characters, so many, so much information thrown your way. But it it gets better and better and better and better. <laughs> first couple chapters, that's all right. None of them make it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was one of the true. things I said in that first, like that first book. I was like, man, Charles Sewell is really good at getting me to care about somebody that I'm only going to know for one chapter. One chapter. Yep. You know, those are some cool little like vignettes. That was mm-hmm. that was like some. Uh, that reminded me of like aftermath aftermath books. Yeah. Like they would just give you like one solid chapter of somebody you were never going to see again. And it was just like something right. really, really cool and well done. Well done. Star well Wars. Done. Thank you. Well done. Star Wars. Yes. Thank Can't you. Wait to see phase two. Um, this was a cool breakdown, man. Good times, man. You have fun. You like books, dude. I, uh, I, yeah, I'm all about these audiobooks, and Mark Thompson's so phenomenal at it. So, um, I, I try to just absorb as much as I can because I have a long drive to work. So it makes it so much better having nice. uh, being stuck in traffic and listening to Star Wars and learning about these new characters and the stories. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But but I you, I you know I had I finished this thing a while ago. So thinking about it now and going over it with you now just brought back the entire story and how much I enjoyed it. I completely forgot about majority of the stuff that we talked about. It just kept coming to me. Yeah, yeah. There was like. It was, see, I don't, like, uh, I know, I remember seeing a lot of people being like, oh, like, this one doesn't, like, it's not as, like, grand as the other ones. Hmm. Because, like, I guess, like, the the disaster is just as big. The drama is just as big, but I think the oh, scope yeah. and how personal the story was told was different. And I don't know if that's, like, not what people were expecting. And I don't care, because it was dope and it was personal. And I felt the drama much more in this book then oh, uh, like for sure you know what i mean like it felt just so personal with the characters and not only that it, it was uh edge of your seat the last i don't know three oh, or four chapters sure, it was edge of your seat yeah constant like all the way up into the last page like this this one and the rising storm did a really good job of all the way up into the last page making me be <gasps> huh <laughs> i think i was texting you and king tom if i'm not mistaken like as i was getting into like the craziness and uh, you're like, just wait, just wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, you know, I think you finished this one before me. Oh, okay. It was King what Tom. Did I, what was I doing? Yeah. I was, I was stuck on, uh, I, oh, I think I might have did Midnight Horizon. No. Yeah, I think you were doing Midnight Horizon. Yeah. There you go. I think I went backwards, but yeah, I was uh, finishing something else. There you and, go. And uh, yeah, good times, good times. Right. Anyway, there's plenty of Star Wars books out there. Yes, there is. Good times. Um, where can people find you, Iraj? Uh, you can find me at the Sithless on Twitter, Instagram, same thing at the Sithless, and Facebook, also the same thing. 
Um, and then also please check us out on our um, podcast. And we, we've been talking about Mark Thompson a lot. We're getting a chance to interview Mark Thompson next week. Um, not only does he do the audiobooks for all the Star Wars, but he's been so many different characters and different animated series. And he was in Visions. Uh, he's a great nice. voiceover guy. Uh, he's been a Wolverine. He's been he's been all kinds of different characters. Crazy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Transformer. Uh, it's insane. His his resume is crazy. So we got a chance to um, pick his brain a little bit about his process and how he does these voices and. And how he gets into it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're interviewing him next week, and I'll put it out the week after. But nice. yeah, check us out there. And then obviously our YouTube channel where we do the reactions and breakdowns and reviews of everything Star Wars and everything Marvel, DC, HBO, Netflix, you name it. We try to do it. So Nice. Thank you so much for the invite. This was a blast, man. Yeah, good times, man. If you keep up on the books, man, I'll keep having you on. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm on it, man. I'm on. You it. know, like maybe we'll be maybe we'll be on higher public stuff. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna be talking a lot of the stuff. Like I got, like I said, we I got an episode on Mission to Disaster coming out. Um, I'm also gonna be catching up on the Higher Public Adventures comics and finishing that out along oh, with cool. the main series. And I think I'm also got a bonus episode coming with Edge of Balance and Monster of Temple Peak. So there's like so much High Republic stuff that I'm going to try to like catch up now in between <laughs> until Kenobi comes out. Right. I can't uh, wait to see all the cosplayers, man, at Celebration. Oh, man, that's going to be rad. I really, yeah. yeah, these costumes are super, super dope. Uh, like I was looking at all the stuff and I was kind of like, ooh, if I was going to do, uh, there's a guy in Mission to Disaster and I shouldn't have said anything because I forgot his name. <laughs> but he's like a cool like dark skinned dude with long hair and I was like I might be able to pull that dude off oh yeah for yeah. sure um, apparently he's a really good cook so far I'm liking how much uh, good cooking is, seems to be involved in a lot of these stories like Porter Engels talking about being a good cook right there's a an, uh, there's a comic a High Republic Adventure special that's the Galactic Bake Off special um, where Buckets what? of Blood and Cantum Sai are like battling each other with Master Yoda's recipes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of ma stuff. Ma happening. Master Yoda's fluorescent green porridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, what happened? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yo, like, there's not a good, you know, he doesn't have right, good Dagobah. ingredients on Dagobah. Right. Like, that swamp ass yeah. planet's not going to have anything. Are you kidding? There's not a Trader Joe's there. Right. Snakes and. Kinds of shenanigans. <laughs> Good times. All right, buddy. Well, I will catch up with you later. Make sure you guys rate, listen, share everything, and look forward to a lot more High Republic because I like it and I'm excited about that. And good times also. Look, just go back to episode 117 because we went to space on the Star Cruiser. Oh, and if you were interested so in that, you might want to go listen to that because we talk a lot about it. And it was cool. For the all right. survival of the Republic. That's it. That's a podcast. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself. <laughs> <laughs>